Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby and we are proud to be partnered with Scrum Magazine. Log on to scrummagazine.co.uk for all the latest news from the pro, women's and international game. Issue 111 is out next week and it's featuring us previewing the Autumn International as well as lots of other people who know way more about rugby than we do. That's scrummagazine.co.uk. Get on there and subscribe. Now, on to the pod. Who has more points in the Champions Cup, Christine or Toulon? Who is Sam Skinner and who is Pupehead? Here we go. All right, and we are back in Alan's flat. Little Alan Jacobson, the cat, has just done another shit. It <laughs> smells so bad. What's wrong with that little thing? The podcast studio is in terrible state. I can't, but I've started giving her seafood. It's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Alan, <laughs> you're better than that. You're well, not right. Thank you very much for uh, coming back to join us, guys. Um, listening to us on iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a bumper week, a bumper week backed up by the teams winning twice in Europe on Twitter, and that is at Thistle Rugby Pod, and on Instagram, Thistle Understroke Rugby Understroke Pod, and the mailbag, good news, brings lots of emails, which is great, and that is at thethistlerugby at gmail.com. Shall I start off with one? Yeah, let's do it. This is from, it's great, it comes from the east coast of the US, from a guy called Dan Kuster in Rhode Island. Thanks very much for writing in, Dan. It says, Thistle Boys. I'm at the end of my rope. As a loyal listener from the beginning, I have heard every one of your podcasts. It feels it's fair to warn you that I've had about enough. I, I should warn all our listeners that this is about nine paragraphs long. I'm going to um, <laughs> going to skip forward a little bit. Uh, the member of your team, I really don't know all your names, sorry, who is constantly so negative on Scottish rugby is driving me away. Alan? I just don't think I'm that negative anymore. I think you were at the start, but... Yeah, I was... You know. I mean, but Edinburgh were total shit when we started. <laughs> I was very harsh against Edinburgh. But he, now I'm a bit worried that it's maybe me. Could yeah. be you. He, do, he goes I on to say, I'm an American who has been a Scottish rugby fan since 1989. My heart broke when Gavin Hastings missed that easy penalty against England in the 1991 Rugby World Cup. What, I when he, wait, when he was two years old? Yeah, fuck. 
<laughs> Sorry, that's ridiculous. He's two years old. He remembers it. <laughs> and he remembers being heartbroken. How do, yeah. how do you know he was born in 1988? It says no. He was born he's, in 1989. He no, no, not born. He says he's been a Scottish rugby fan. All right. Fair enough. Look, you are the negative one. <laughs> um, anyway, he goes on. The constant negativity from that n- member of your team is too much. He's always predicting defeat, even when the team is playing well. Um, we placed third in the Six Nations. We were a few plays away from winning the whole thing. So that, I'm sorry. We predict mainly wins in like quite an overly optimistic manner these days. I think. Yeah, I predicted an Edinburgh win v Montpellier. In no Montpellier. In Montpellier. I said Toulon. We're gonna. I said Edinburgh. We're gonna beat Toulon by 12 points. Maybe that wasn't optimistic enough. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, there's, there's plenty there, Dan. We do appreciate the feedback, and I think we have tried to become more positive. I think when we started, I will put my hands up and say that I described Ben Toulis as stealing a living. And you I think he had, you had a real I had thing a real, against, I had a real thing against Ben Toulis. He's back, and he's playing, he's playing really well. So You, you know, know what? I think Scotland are going to lose all the autumn internationals. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, got any, we got any better reviews on iTunes? I do, so this is titled Might Do in a Pinch, authored by The Hairy Coup, and it says, The self-styled only podcast which cares about Scottish rugby is just about an acceptable methadone until the superior insights of the Scottish rugby blog podcast <laughs> are available. There you go. And then he says at the end, to be fair, the quizzes appear to be the most researched and polished aspect of the show. If that comment isn't ironic, then I think... That guy is mad. <laughs> <laughs> the hairy coo does not know what he's talking about. I can't about. believe that. The Your am- quizzes are always wrong. Yeah. The amount of research that I put into the quizzes is near nil. It's almost, <laughs> what, what can I find on my five-minute walk to my yeah. flat? <laughs> to be fair to the hairy coo, he has given us five stars. Thank so, you very much. And you know, got, got to take play. the five stars. Are there people out there listening? Five stars are um, available, uh, abuse or not. Please yeah. just get in touch. Be as negative as you want. Just give us five stars. Yeah, <laughs> That's fine. I like we that. We are not picky. Right. Um, what are we going to get into? We're going to have a look at uh, the news. Um, lots of things going on, including the Autumn International Squad announced last week. We're then going to look back at an amazing weekend of European rugby with uh, Edinburgh smashing three-time champions Toulon and Glasgow going down and beating Cardiff and picking up a bonus point as well. And then we're looking forward to the games at the weekend when we return to Pro 14 action, Glasgow against Munster, Edinburgh against Zebra. News. It feels like it's been a perpetual news item for about a month now. Brian has actually officially moved to Toulon. It's gone. Goodbye dinner with Masaga. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look good. A few beers. That's been confirmed by uh, Glasgow. In the press release, it said that it will allow them to strengthen in key areas. Interesting. So, sounds like, they've, I reckon, Bujalal has given them some cash money for Brian. What, sounds what, good. What is Bujalal up to? <laughs> take Masaga. Take, take him yeah, as well. Yeah, I take know. Take them all. I yeah. know. Look, um, got him off... Got, Look, he didn't really play very much. He wasn't a starter. If he got some cash, great. Exactly. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Buy Bill Matt out of his contract. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'd be interesting to see what they do with um, said cash. But best of luck to Brian. A bit of corporate news. We haven't done much Mm. corporate stooging for the SRU for a couple of weeks. Um, They've sold out 10 games in a row now, Murray Field, for internationals. The Fiji game, the first of the autumn internationals, if you don't count the funny game uh, against Wales is now sold out. So the South Africa game sold out as well. It's just Argentina with some tickets available. Um, I mean, that is a pretty amazing turnaround for Scottish rugby, though, selling out games like Fiji. It used to be that we couldn't even sell out Italy in the Six Nations. Or you'd have to maybe sort of take one of those matches to Pitodri. Exactly, yeah. Or Denver Park or something. So, yeah, it's, it's great. The, the marketing machine of the SRU is like doing a really good job, it seems. I think, I think they're doing a great job, but I think it is also... You know, on the pitch has become so much more For enjoyable. Sure. People yeah. want to come and see a, a winning team playing, yeah, yeah, playing good rugby. Definitely. And ever since our tireless campaign allowed you to pay on cards at the bars, yeah. um, it's just a much better match day experience. Which as well. Chief Operating Officer Don McKay admitted was entirely yeah. down to us. Exactly. So we have that sort of power, which is great, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but I think overall, fantastic news. More money in the okay. coffers. I mean, under 12s go for a pound. So it's not like. Just to the Fiji match, or just to the Fiji match. Oh, so under twelves, I think that's great. I like that. Why don't they do that for Edinburgh matches? I think they do. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think they do. They're not. not for a pound. Oh well. 
It's, um, I mean, pounds. I'll yeah. collect them. Just 60,000, like, 10 euros. <laughs> <laughs> Just losing the shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be absolutely amazing. Um, slightly bad news coming out of the Edinburgh squad off the back of their win against Toulon. Magnus Bradbury has dislocated his shoulder. Not much sort of indication as of yet about how long that's going to keep him out, but we do know that Adam Ash went up to St. Andrews to sort of cover for him in training. But I don't. it hasn't really been said that he's been sent home from the squad or anything like that, so I'm not entirely sure what's going on with that. I feel like dislo- dislocations can be like, can take sometimes like two weeks and sometimes can be like nine-month injuries. Yeah. I feel yeah. like shoulder, I don't, I don't really know with shoulder. It, they haven't really given a range of how long he's going to be out yeah, for. It so really does depend if it's a bad one or not. Yeah. I think it depends if it like sort of mucks up your ligaments and things like that. Yep. Yeah. So well, it's a shame because I was looking forward to seeing Bradbury over the autumn. I think he's had a really good start to the season, and it's a position that we there's still question marks around. Yeah, I think he's really, really stepped up, particularly in those um, last two rounds of Europe. He's yeah. really, really shown himself as that abrasive um, ball carrier, right in that sort of cocker's mould that we're looking for. I'm just yeah. looking at the initial squad. That means that Hamilton has been added as well as Ash. So Hamilton wasn't in the initial squad. Yeah, but they. Looks like they've both been added. There's many point. players that aren't in the Scotland squad. It's a very good point. It's like forty-two people or something. Yeah, it's forty-one man squad. <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we jump on to to talk about that? It was the biggest bit of news last week. Um, Gregor Townsend, I think, initially named forty players, but uh, there's a couple of people training with the squad as well. The big talking point: Exeter second row, England under twenty cap, Sam Skinner joins um, up with Scotland. Guys, what do you think of that one? Well, I mean, look, he's from Glenrothes and he's come through the system and everyone knew about him for a long time. <laughs> so I thought you were being serious for a second. What's the surprise? His dad's from Air? Yeah, his dad has Air roots, I saw. Um, I mean, it was just surprising because I think we expected an extra second rule to be called up, but not Sam Skinner. We thought yeah, Ollie, exactly. Ollie Atkins was going to be called up. Which actually, I think it's like Machiavellian from like Townsend. He's obviously been briefing the name Ollie Atkins for about three months, <laughs> knowing that yeah. he's actually working on Skinner. <laughs> but, but I mean, he looks like a serious prospect. Yeah, no. And he, I mean, he isn't starting second rule for Exeter when they're fully fit, but he's probably first on the, he's on the bench. Yeah. And next, next cab off the rank. So, you know, they're not a bad side. And he's 23 years old, so he's got like room to develop. He seems like a great guy to get into the net. Yeah. Great. Based purely on the fact that loads of England supporters on Twitter and England rugby journalists were seemingly quite upset that he'd gone into the Scotland setup, I'm taking that as a good thing. Definitely. I think from his perspective, though, it probably makes sense. Like, in terms of, from a pure cash point of view, he's probably not going to get in the England squad for a long time. And if he does, it's probably going to be for a couple of caps. Just because the strength and depth at second row right. is just so strong. Yeah, that's a fair point. But then at the same time, he'll have given up his England qualified status within Exeter. So he becomes less valuable to Exeter. Yeah. Which maybe means he's like, well, I don't so really mind about that. So I what are you saying? Big Brian's gone to Toulon. Yeah. Well, Sam Skinner's coming north. Man, you put the pieces together. I there. can see that happening. I can easily see that happening. That'd be great. That'd be really, really Glasgow good. Glasgow need that kind of player at the moment. Yeah. There you go. Sounds good. I'm up, for, I'm up for that. Other talking points. Obviously, Sam Johnson... It's been fairly well trailed that he was going to get called up um, and Blade Thompson from the Scarlets. I think we knew they were probably going to be added, but they're the new caps in the squad. Are you excited to see both of them? Yeah, I, I think it's worth giving... We're pretty strong on centre at the moment, but I think it's worth giving Johnson a shot. I think that he can add something a bit different. Like He's sort of a mix of a playmaker, but then he has that quite abrasive physical style to his yeah. play as well. I think we'll, we'll come on to talk in detail about Glasgow's win against Cardiff, but Sam Johnson, a very, very yeah, good game. considering he's just come back from injury. Yeah. And then Blade Thompson seems to be playing really well for Scarlets and I think adds something different to our to our back row. I didn't realise Blade Thompson was bald until oh, this yeah. week. Because yeah. I've always seen him with like, his scrum cap on. And he's, he's got, got a big beard. beard. Big beard. He is one scary-looking yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we've actually lacked since um, Al Strokosch. Yeah, a, bald, a, baldy. a baldy, a baldy, a scary, baldy. scary baldy. Scott Lawson was really bald. He not, wasn't scary, not scary. Was he? <laughs> Does it like an orc? So. <laughs> <laughs> Any other um, significant sort of omissions or um, sort of close calls within the Scotland squad? I tell you, I thought I might get called up. Johnny Williams, Newcastle centre. 
I think that would have been a big coup if they managed to get him because he is English he and I and Welsh qualified. He played Welsh under sixteens, played English under twenties, but can represent Scotland as well. And is and started for Newcastle at twelve in the Toulon and Montpellier games. Yeah, and I th- I think he is has probably had conversations with Eddie Jones. Do you think? Yeah, I think he's been playing really well. Yeah, no, he and has. Like, and I just maybe he's hedging his bets. Yeah, no, that's fair because he's about twenty-three as well. I think. Yeah, he's pretty young. So, but look, he—if if Scotland could get him, I think he's—he's he's better player than Sam Johnson. I would say. Yeah, probably. He's younger. He's got probably like more potential. Yeah. Ultimately, I think yeah. there's—I think there's good. still one more round of Tunis sort of like random finds, and that'll be the Six Nations squad because that's when I think people who are thinking, if I've got a shot, if I'm getting invited to an international camp now, there's a shot if I plump for Scotland that I might go to the World Cup as opposed to being in that England 40 man, 45 man squad you've got much less yeah. chance yeah yes so I think we will still see a couple more names added so it's so exciting when it had like the pre-announcement I, I love the Sam Skinner one yeah that was amazing <laughs> no one saw that coming no one saw that coming it's quite interesting my uh, my brother was waiting for his child to be born on the day of the Scotland announcement and like, I've been sort of on tenterhooks for it and I saw like a, a message popped up out of the blue and I was like Christ this is it and it was who the hell is Sam Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite nice. He's going to name his boy Sam Skinner. Then? He's going to name his, uh, yeah, his, oh, his, his girl, girl. <laughs> Sam Skinner. Actually, Samantha. That works. Samantha. Samantha Skinner. Samantha Skinner. Leslie, that works quite nice. <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, <laughs> any other big talk? My other point is four hookers, four um, scrum halves. On the hookers, we asked for your thoughts on Twitter today. Someone tweeted in, which hooker do you pick? Match day squad for Scotland. Which two are you taking now? McNally and Brown. McAnally and Brown? Oh, oh, 100% those yeah, two. I, I just don't know who you start. Ooh. I think McAnally. I think you've got to start Still. Rambo at the moment. I think Brown's playing at a better level than McAnally at the moment. McAnally's got that credit in the bank, though, in terms of how well he has played for Scotland for the best part of two years. Yeah. Maybe I guess years, they both but. kind of offer... So McAnally g- gets you that extra ball carrier, which potentially actually Scotland need more than Edinburgh because yep. obviously Edinburgh got Bill Matter. Mm. So maybe, depending on who you've got in the back row, yep. you want to have point. McAnally in. Yep. But, but also, Brown probably is the most like physical of the fo- or most confrontational yeah. of the Scotland forwards. He does offer that. He yeah. loves it in that Saracens game. He was You could see he was absolutely loving it. Yeah, yeah. Um, annoying, do you put Fraser Brown in the back row? Oh, s- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. Mate, it wa- right. he was good against Argentina. He was great against Argentina. Everyone was good against Argentina. That's yeah, true. They were hanging. Uh, yeah, exactly. um, uh, any other big talking points from the AIs, do you think? James Lang not getting called up, but I don't think the Johnson's... Po- the, the pudding not getting called up. Yeah, we called it, but... The thing is, he said, with Russell, Hastings and Horn, you just don't need it. Yeah. You just don't need it. Mm. And like, even no room for Rui Jackson's, like, I can play everywhere sort of ethos. I was quite surprised by that, to be fair. Yeah. I think if you want to have like the highest quality squad, then maybe you get rid of someone who just has utility value. Yeah, I think you're right. No offense to him, but yeah, I just think the the one sad omission is Duncan Taylor, who I really want to try and get. I want to see him in the Scotland shirt pre World Cup yeah. at some point. Yeah, because I got a fear uh, he might miss the Six Nations. Yeah, he's, well, he did like so. both his. He did like yeah, both his ligaments in his knee. Yeah. And then you're obviously, oh, and I guess in a World Cup year, you do have the sort of four warm up games, but you obviously want to give him as much time as possible. Yeah. I don't think him and Hugh Jones have played together. No, don't think they would have. No, so. they won't have been. And it's, it seems to be what would be our best centre partnership. Exactly. Um, so that is that. We're going to look into that. We'll be back next week. Obviously, Edinburgh, uh, sorry, Scotland playing the first of their technical autumn internationals. A week on Saturday down in Cardiff in the Doddy Weir Cup. Um, so we will be back and we'll have a look at the squads for that. But before that, why don't we look back at what was one of, certainly in my memory, one of the best weekends of sort of Scottish club rugby in sort of recent memory. Definitely. Let's start on Saturday. Edinburgh downing three times Champions Cup um, winners Toulon, 40 points to 14. Tries from Big Ben Toulouse, Henry Pergos, Stuart McAnally and... Friend of the pod, bonus point legend Chris Dean. <laughs> Unbelievable. Chris Dean has more points than Toulon this year in the tra- Champions <laughs> Cup. Chris Dean's got two points. <laughs> He's got a third of Edinburgh's points. Yeah. <laughs> and more points than Toulon, who've only got one. So, is he the most valuable man in Scottish rugby? Discuss. MVP. He is, yeah. 
yeah. he's Need to, that's why they've got rid of Brian. At an SOU level, they need to transfer funds across <laughs> to Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> we need Christine's salary demands are getting too big. <laughs> and we need to hold on to him. Um, Alan, you watched the whole thing. Why don't you take us through your, your thoughts for it? The best Edinburgh performance you've seen ever? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so because I don't want to start off on a, on a, a negative. But you But Toulon were shit. <laughs> like let's. It was a really good performance from Edinburgh, but let's be completely honest and say that that Toulon team, especially the pack, were absolutely awful. And it's just lazy and not particularly well organised. Yeah. Discounting that, I I thought Edinburgh, especially, I mean, you still got to win the game. <laughs> and the Edinburgh pack has got such a good balance to it. Like, Mata, McAnally and Watson... They're the and Bradbury, just four great strike runners. Yeah. And then you've just got Dell, Gilchrist, and Tulis, who just have such unreal work rates across the pitch. Mm. And they just basically ran that too long pack off the pitch. It's what they had to do. I mean, there were some uh, Planet Rugby did a really good analysis actually on like on that match and a few of Toulon's recent matches and where they're going wrong. And it they're just lumbering, unfit. No motivation or cohesion, which means that they just don't work hard. And there was one um, clip of Mata taking the ball off the base, going blind, setting up a ruck off a scrum. And the the Toulon front row stand up after the scrum and like turn their backs and walk back. And That's by the time the scrum has got there and passed it, he's basically passing it to the Toulon front row. <laughs> it's, they look like a, like a Cali 1 team. No offense to... <laughs> Strathmore, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but still, no. I, let's focus on Edinburgh I th- and like the. I think this the style that Edinburgh played in as well. That it wasn't just grinding out a game, which maybe they would have done in past. Um, it it was a really stylish, clinical victory and really fun to watch. Abs- absolutely agree. Um, Matt Scott had an absolutely fantastic game. Certainly set up that first try with a brilliant break. Yeah. Do you think he's in with a shot? Um, to get a start for Scotland this autumn? I think he'll get a start. I don't think he is the starting 12. You yet. don't think he's the starting 12? You still think they're looking for Dunbar Jones? Yeah, I just think yeah. th- from the few times they played together, there was just a very nice balance between those two players. But I think if Scott continues at his trajectory, then he's going to be fighting, like, knocking on the door. He's been um, brilliant. And actually, I thought with Scott and wee Jimmy, obviously they were gr- good in attack, but they were against Bastro and Fekatoa. And whilst obviously Bastro and Fekator were making yards, they weren't making breaks. No, no the defence was really, And really I don't strong. think you can ask Scott and wee Jimmy to be making dominant tackles in that situation. Your, your job is to get them down. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so I thought that was actually a really great, great thing to see. Mm. And then we're going to talk, talk about wee Darcy. I was about to talk oh. about Darcy. I was going to mention him within the AIs. He is... Invited to train with the Scotland squad. So him and Luke, Luke Crosby, Crosby. Yep. Um, are both training with the Scotland squad. So that's 41 and 42. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Hamilton's there, 43. Adam Ash, 44. So um, <laughs> there you go. everyone who's playing for a first team in Scotland. Um, I thought he was fantastic again. Yeah, he just packs a bit of a punch for a little guy. And he's just so quick. He's so quick and his feet are fantastic. That line break he made to sort of set, set up, up the, the amazing front row yeah. try. Dell, front row reunion. What a pass from Nell, by the way. Nell just sort of sl- slipping it to McNally on the outside line. I mean, he kind of chucked it. Like, <laughs> Sevier was pretty close to intercepting it. Yeah. And if he hadn't, it would have just been like... Hey, you've got to draw the man. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. WP yeah. Nell plays right on the line. Yeah. But the thing I like about Darcy Graham as well is he... Like gets himself involved and seems to actually have a really good rugby brain. Like yeah. he understands where the space is, and um, cuts nice lines rather than just being a a great athlete, which I suppose he has to do considering he's not got the bulk of a Duhan or someone. The uh, I know Bill Matter got a lot of the plaudits post game, and I think you're almost like entranced by Bill Matter during a match. Yeah, so, incredible. But actually, some of the stats that came out and a few people were sharing on Twitter was. Hamish Watson always seems to find his form just before internationals. Yeah. Because he's not done that much this season. No, he hasn't. He's been quite subdued. He's been working on his hat business. 
Which, doing other things. Yeah, you got to have a side gig. He's got to yeah. have a side gig. But doing great. So his, I mean, he wa- he had an absolute great game, but he was 17 tackles, no missed, six carries for 42 meters, and three turnovers. Oh, so good. What do, what do you want from a number seven? Oh, no. I know. Like, that's actually like the perfect stat. <laughs> yeah, <isn't> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was one moment where he, he like had a carry from sort of the five meter line and was just like classic like pinball Watson, just yeah, like love no, it. Pi- knocking boys off left, right and centre. So yeah. when he, it's, it's amazing when he runs because he does run upright, which is one of the things you're told not to do. But it's just, yeah. his upper body strength is so much. He's such a beast. He just rides the challenges. It is, uh, it's great to see. No, great. And then Sunday. Sunday. The, um, the yeah. Warriors. Absolutely. Just let me get the um, you little me rundown. Trot, trot down to the local. Down the local. couple pints of Guinness. I had a wee lag of shandy, actually. You did have a shandy, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. That was nice. That was it was good they gave us our own little TV, though. That was nice. There was a football match on. Though, like, obviously, Fine everyone's lads. here for Glasgow <laughs> Cardiff, right? <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so that was Glasgow 29 against uh, Cardiff Blues. 29-12 um, tries from that man, Adam Hastings, uh, DTH Van der Merwe, Ali Price. And big Johnny Gray lumbering over to finish off one of the best team tries um, ever. Yeah, but not good enough to be nominated by Heineken Cup. I've worked out why. Why? Because they have to make a video that's two minutes long. And I think that try to appreciate all of it. Oh, yes. It was a couple of phases. about 45, 50 seconds from Scrum all the way through. Yes. And if you 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 need one phase of it. Yeah, if you only showed Price, Hastings, Kick, Fagerson... Still uh, pretty good. Actually, it was still pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> but like but the whole it, thing. Yeah, you wouldn't get the whole picture. Did you see the Cardiff Blues website description of Johnny Gray's try? No. no. It said, "Cardiff Cardiff Blues hope was all but extinguished when Johnny Gray galloped over in fortuitous circumstances." Fortuitous. Fortuitous. What is that about? <laughs> that's very bitter. Pure skill. That, what? That's so bitter. It's like eight it's pieces of really good skill. <laughs> yeah. Very fortunate. It's actually quite fortunate for a Scottish team to be able to pull off well, that, eight yeah. bits of skill. They might be right. That is the second bitter sort of comment coming out of Cardiff, though. Obviously, what were your guys' view on the kick clash? Gareth Amskin called it a complete disgrace or something much worse than that. I don't have a bit colour, but it wouldn't really bother me. I could... I didn't really notice it that much. <laughs> when I was watching it, I didn't really pick it up. No. no. I mean, maybe it's different on the pitch. Not- Tommy Simo make. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Comments as well. Yeah, Tommy Seymour maybe, maybe is, well, that's the two fullbacks making comments, particularly when they're like running the ball back. Yeah. And you just see a, a wall of shirts. It, yeah, I get it. And there, I think there was one instance where a Cardiff guy passed the ball back and it went into Calvin Gibbons' hands. But I like the idea that they only realized in the warm up. Supposedly, yeah. like, some Cardiff guy was like, those shirts look pretty similar. And their training shirts were too far away. Their spare shirts were too yeah, far away for them to collect. Because it is on the home side. Yes, exactly. Yes, they're, yeah. um, they, it just they're obliged like to change. Such an avoidable sideshow. Exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, I know it's not Glasgow's job to do it, but... But they were saying that you have to send in your kit... And yeah, the col- and there's, there's like data analysis they they do on the kit to see. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous to see whether there will be a clash. So you know the Heineken organisers had looked at it. I suppose the, ma- the main bodies the, the main bodies are quite different. Like the Cardiff one is quite dark versus light blue and white. So like that, I think it's the shoulders bit that. I just think overall, bit. when you've got players together, though, it, 
it blends in. I like the idea that they're trying to tell people that they run data analysis on the colour of the shirts. I know. It's so definitely good. some old lad in like a European Championship office in Dublin that is like that is. Or it's something <laughs> they've spent a lot of money on. And then it's just kind of all these spreadsheets and this like nerds being like, oh no, it's fine. And he hasn't actually just looked at the two of them side by side. Very quickly on the shirts, we should probably talk about the game. But obviously Glasgow got SP Energy Networks, that bright green that just looks so bad on the yeah. strip. And the one thing that we noticed was that Land Rover, who are the Cardiff yeah, yeah, sponsor, yeah. have actually changed the colour of like their dulled, logo. They've like dulled it down. To fit, the stri- to, so it fits better with the strip colour. Someone have a word with SP Energy Networks. You gotta have a harsher green because it just looks a less so harsh green. You mean less? You mean a darker? No, green. I want harsher. More fluorescent. Like a kind of moss green. A yeah, spokesperson exactly, for yeah. SP Energy Networks said, "We need more green. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be greener." Um, I mean, what an incredible start, though. First five minutes, two tries up. Two very, very good tries as well. Yeah. Yeah, and my I just thought you. It felt that you were in for one of those days when you've got that great flat pass, Hastings finds Ferguson galloping through the gap, and you think, right, this is good. Win behind, Ferguson's gonna hit it up, recycle. Here we go, and he pings like a twenty-yard spin pass over the head of like three people to reach Hugh Jones on the other side. He could have just done a simpler pass though, and the guy was in. Why? Why though? <laughs> yeah, why? Matt, Matt Ferguson, 20 years old, does what he wants. You know, just sometimes the aesthetics of a move, you're like, oh, if you just done that pass, it would have been a bit better. I was a bit gutted. Were you? Yeah, I was, actually. There you go. Kind of my OCD coming in. It was very good. Adam Hastings is very good at that sort of drifting outside line to yes. score tries within the five-meter line. Because we were saying, it was on Ans- he, he went outside Anscombe, yeah. Yeah. which is like the player you'd least think yeah, that would yeah, happen yeah. to. It's just, he's so threatening with the ball in hand. Like yeah. We've seen him this season being able to shrug off tackles, He's got a big fend and he's got a really good kind of change of direction. Yeah, yeah, of speed. yeah. Like, I just and there's just so many good attackers around him that him being a threat just keeps the defense honest the whole time. It's amazing. The, the start of that sort of wonder try that went the length of the pitch was sort of him looking a bit ropey, beating one person, going sideways, and then just all of a sudden, a little bit of a jank, yeah. gap opens up, finds yeah. DTH Van Merva going through. It's like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I think it just it still proves you know when he's when you got front foot ball, and he has more time, that's when he absolutely tears it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is very much like his style. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it, it'd be interesting to see. But I mean, I think he played reasonably well against Saracens. But yeah, I think you know, once he got that's into where it. he struggles. Another strong performance from that Glasgow pack. That I think they fronted up. They got much the better of um, of Cardiff. Another amazing performance from Kebble. Mm. Yeah, actually, I thought Darcy Ray had another good game as well. That He's front coming row on seems to be doing really well. Yeah, Darcy Ray's stepped up massively. Yeah, a lot yeah. of scrum pens at the weekend. There was a couple of ropey-looking scrums, but there was definitely some going forward mm. scrum penalties as well. Yeah, I, just, and, I uh, wonder if um, post Saracens, where they did the pack managed to go toe to toe, that will just give them like bucket load of confidence going forward. Yeah, and then when you do come up against maybe the likes of a, you know, a Munster or Leinster in the league, he'll try and grind them down a bit that they'll be able to deal with that a bit better. Yeah. I actually think a big part of that is um, Harley playing in the second row. You love Harley. I don't actually love Harley. <laughs> I actually, I actually yeah. think Harley's... No. When I, he's playing in the back row, you expect certain things from Harley. But in that second row, what you've got, Johnny Gray and Rob Harley, they are just two ridiculous workhorses that just make tackles, hit rucks, just sort of grind out. And I think when you've got a back row with like Wilson and Gibbons, you want to have them sort of doing that sort of roving stuff, not necessarily that heavy graft. And um, I think having Harley there doing that has been a massive thing for Glasgow. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it allows the likes of um, Matt Ferguson, to, who oh. had a great game. Let's talk about Matt Ferguson. To, to just focus on his carrying. And he was doing that to, to real. He's done that so far in the Champions Cup. Back-to-back games, his hand is up saying, Gregor Townsend look at me, pick me at eight, this autumn. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's what he's saying. He's Whether it should be done <laughs> is a different thing. No, no, I agree. And I think he'll definitely start at least one game. And so... You're saying that about a lot of people. There's a lot of players. I quite a lot these, of games, to be fair. I think these 44 players will play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be better. Do but more. The thing is, he's only 20. 
and you know, and it, actually, to be fair, for most of the season, he's been relatively quiet for Glasgow. But, but he, hasn't, he hasn't played though. Adam Ash was the one that was playing. He's only really been let loose in the Champions Cup. That's, he's played a few games. He has played a few games. Has he? Um, played Southern Kings. But we're, yeah, it's weirdly <laughs> been relatively quiet in the Pro 14, and then it's really stepped up against Saracens and Cardiff. So hopefully, maybe play for Scotland and he's be literally unreal. He's playing mm. for Doe. He's playing for the money. He's playing for the big money games that are on BT. That's the thing. He's already looking to follow Brian to Toulon. <laughs> he's like, how's he getting picked? That's true. But no, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. Do you, if he's not starting, would you have him on the bench though? Because there's quite a few of the players in that Scotland squad who can cover a lot of the a lot of the back row. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose the question is, who do you think is Scotland's best number eight? And actually, who do you think Townsend will start in that South Africa game on the assumption that we start our first team against South Africa? Do you not feel like all the players that could play eight aren't really eights? Oh, yeah, totally. And that's that's why I like Fagerson and even Bradbury to a degree. Yeah. That they are. But then I suppose if you have Fagerson on the bench, then you would probably start with Wilson, Watson, and... Who else am I thinking of here? Well, Bradbury, but he's out... But you probably Blake start with Blake someone Thompson. who's like, Blake yeah, Thompson, but someone who's kind of a six slash eight slash Dent, maybe. Dent Weezy. Yeah, exactly. So you can sort of like chop and change a bit. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter that he's a specialist number eight. Yeah, that's fair. The uh, tell you I quite liked the weekend, Seymour. Seymour at 15. Mm. He was looking good. Interesting. Um, I actually felt a bit bad for him because on a few of the breaks he was like right there in the support line and basically every single time they passed it the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows that he's kind of, he seemed to be not really kind of getting involved as much at the start yeah. of this season. And so it looks like he's got his hunger back for it mm. a bit more. I mean, maybe having a run out at 15 just sort of, you know, gets his hands on the ball a bit more. I, I and think, it, he's like, right, yeah. yeah, this is what I want to be doing. Because I'm sure he still thinks himself as a winger. He's not going to be thinking, oh, I want to play 15. Yeah. It does sort of give Scotland loads of options, like sort of cover options. It's I think King, Kinghorn's going to play at 15, but if you think you can put Maitland there quite happily. Put McGuigan there very happily. Put McGuigan yeah. there. Probably put Seymour there. It gives like that, the, the yeah, back if you needed to. three options are really, really nice. Probably why Rui Jackson's find himself outside yeah. of the Scotland squad because yeah. he's just surplus the requirements now. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I thought two five-point wins on the road as predicted by the Thistle um, so negative Thistle rugby pod so next up in Europe Del- uh, Edinburgh got back to back against Newcastle Glasgow yep. back to back against Lyon at the moment who's getting out of the group Edinburgh or Glasgow or both all, mm. all Glasgow need to think so let's have a look at this note if you get 19 points you get into the quarterfinals the last four years yep so they need nine points for Leon, five points for Cardiff at home. I think that's they focus on that. So five at home, four on the road, and then five, 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 at, home five, five, five at home against, against Cardiff. Cardiff. So achievable, gets them nineteen points. How much do you think Leon, yep. having lost both twice, to, b- twice, they're pretty much out of the game? Absolute massive. Are they just going to be like, right, let's focus on Pro Fourteen? And whilst uh, they're top like 14, a relatively top, a strong top fourteen side, they've never really. Mate had a massive push to win the top fourteen, and they're, they're th- yeah the third in the league. I kind of prefer they were further down, like slightly maybe looking at the bottom end of the table. Yeah. But then maybe they're thinking, right, Champions Cup isn't going our way. We might have a chance at actually winning the top fourteen or getting into the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to choose one or the other, and they've got more I, chance than moving to the top I, fourteen. I think uh, my prediction right here. This is so negative, but is Glasgow <laughs> going to get two non-bonus point wins against Leon? Get a bonus point to win against Cardiff. Get eighteen and come get come ninth. Oh, brutal! And because they didn't take the bonus point against Saracens, they'll end up not getting into the quarterfinals. Uh, there would be some sort of kind of not poetic justice, but <laughs> yeah. they'll yeah. learn a lesson from that. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. Let's hope that's not the case. Obviously, yeah, 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 um, yeah. But possibly the more interesting talking point: Newcastle Falcons two from two in the Champions Cup. Now got back-to-back games against Edinburgh in the driving seat to get into the quarterfinals. But they're bottom of the Premiership. So surely yeah, at some stage they're going to have to um, make a choice. You can't. They cannot fight on two fronts. No. And Premiership survival has got to be way more for them. Where's the first game? Is it... Um, I think it's at Kingston Park. Okay. 
It's interesting. Yeah. So if it had been at Murrayfield, sort of hopefully Edinburgh looking to get the win. Yeah. And then Newcastle go. Actually, I suppose this isn't for the us. The interesting ones. I don't know if anyone's got. You guys have got your laptops up. If you get up Newcastle's fixtures coming up in the Premiership, who have they got between now and Edinburgh? Because those are big ones. If they've got Saracens, Wasps, Exeter. Well, I think from what I know that there's a little break in the Premiership at the moment, uh, and they play the, in like um, the, 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 the young guy, young guns cut, ah. um, which but, is a bit of a fly ointment. But Christmas is a pretty hard time for games, and they've got to yep. play these games. So, I reckon... I, I still think that Newcastle, if they will be concentrating on the Premiership, even if they so put out I. their full side... I mean, you you go... Oh, yeah, Rugby Cup. I'm just checking now. Yeah, three three matches in this Cup. Then you've got... They've got Quinns away. They've got Bath at home. Um, Northampton away. Like, you know, those are all... Tough matches. Well, Quinns and Northampton are also... They've not had amazing starts to the Premiership season No, those well. are guys and that... So and then, and then after, the, after the two against Edinburgh, they've got Gloucester at home and Bristol away, which if they're bottom of the league are two must-win games. Absolute must-win. And Harlequin, and then Harlequin's at home. Like The other thing you've got to remember is Edinburgh have played Newcastle in pre-season last two this year and the year before and have beaten them both times. So they know the players. They know the... Yeah, well, I, d- I don't know what... Pre-se- I, I get your point. I don't, I don't know how much preseason you can there's do. There's very few Premiership teams that they'll have played twice. Yes, in the last yeah, year and a half. yes. I, and I, you know, it's Newcastle are a good side, but they are only Newcastle. You know. Yeah, exactly. They don't have the sort of fear factor of a Saracens or an Exeter or something no. like that. No. Yeah. So they'll I, be they'll be good matches actually. I think they'll like, be absolutely banging. Two matches. good teams. It's going to be absolutely class. Like that's a, I think it's a really tough one to call. It just a lot of it depends on. Thing is, Falcons aren't a French team. Like they're they going to try and win every match. Are they quite similar, Edinburgh and Newcastle, in the way they play? Those are quite big, gritty, yeah. pl- gritty packs. I guess one of the negatives for Edinburgh that Newcastle don't have is, I think maybe only one Newcastle player is in the England squad. Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson's in the England squad, yeah. And yeah. Chris I Harris is in the Scotland squad. Chris Harris right. in the Scotland squad. They've got the Premiership Cup for like the next three weeks. They can literally rest all their big guns for three mm. weeks. Yeah. Whereas all of Edinburgh's big guns are going to be literally fighting out against Fiji and South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Edinburgh's front five is going to start for Scotland. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, just in terms <sighs> yeah. of it's it's a long season, and those Newcastle players are going to have an extended time off probably for the next three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Be like it'd be interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. I think Edinburgh are a better team than Newcastle, though. I I agree with that, but I think there's just so many mitigating circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, intriguing. It will be very intriguing, and I think we'll get a sign of that. I think whilst Newcastle have obviously got that Premiership Cup or whatever it's called, Edinburgh, and we will look forward to it in a second after a quiz, have got Zebra at the weekend. Well, so Zebra, who are going to be shorn of 14 players for the Italy game. Apparently, because mm. Italy are playing, they're they're playing some early match against Ireland in America. <laughs> so they so are. The Italy yeah. squad are already together. So the zebra team is the ultimate shags. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be so bad. So we will come on to preview that in a second. Alan, you've got a social media quiz, I believe. Yes, social media quiz, which as always was done on the walk home. Very today. good. So. Apologies for the limited selection. Right. Go on then. Stuart Hogg posted a photo on Instagram this week at the Outlaw King premiere. Yeah. Which, where SRU have got their weird deal with Netflix yeah, at the moment. Yeah, SRU have got a deal with Netflix. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that something people take, do? Take the cash. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan Ware posted a comment. Oh. Was it? <laughs> Hanging hairline. <laughs> Head <laughs> or Wayne Rooney? Hanny, I'll let you go first. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Wayne Rooney. Davos? I would like to say Wayne Rooney as well. Am I allowed to, depending on the rules of this quiz? You can, and you'll both be wrong. Oh, we're both wrong. All oh, right. Duncan Weir wrote head <laughs> coming from Duncan Weir, and, and then did the thing with the ma- the kind of eyeglass, and then a cowboy hat <laughs> emoji. That's very strange. <laughs> Maybe that's where they take the hair follicles from to implant into your head. 
God. Maybe. Like, I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm sure I've read somewhere that they take like the sample of the hair wherever you're getting your hair. You've been doing some research, mate. I don't need it. This well, is solid. Are you breaking the exclusive that Stuart Hogg has had his pubes transplanted onto somebody, his head? Somebody looked that up. <laughs> I bet he's got a really good defamation lawyer as well. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to get our first legal letter. Um, <laughs> best move on quickly. No, right. no. No, no. Ali Price. Ali Price loves doing some like some ad content. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. He, for, for a sponsor, he deadlifted something this week. Was it A, a sterling sofa? <laughs> B, crates of iron brew, or C, a Lexus car. Dave, we'll start. I with think you. I saw that. I think it was a Lexus. I I think it's Lexus. Oh, well. you see, you th- you're giving it away to me. Damn. I I was gonna say that before he started giving away. It the was game. a Lexus car. Who aren't a sponsor of Scotland or Glasgow? So they, obviously, it's like a personal sponsor. For they Alan all Price. have little deals with like local car yeah. dealerships yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Sounds really sweet. Nick Frisbee's got like a articulated lorry from Murray. From, from um, Malcolm Group. Malcolm Group, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got <laughs> four, it's got a forklift. Yeah, exactly. So what am I to do with this? <laughs> Ollie Kebble, obviously pining now that Hugh, John, Hugh Jones is off in Scotland camp. Yeah. Posted on Instagram some late night television he was watching. Ooh. Was it Strictly Come Dancing? Interesting. The British Bake Off? Yeah. Or X Factor? Ooh. Hanny? Gonna go GBBO. GBBO. That's the Bake Off, right? Yes, <laughs> that is. The um, X Factor. Kebble loves the Bake Off. Oh! No! <laughs> He's a big lad, to be fair. That is true. So that's a two-one to ha- two-one to Matt. Two-one to Matt. Right. We're gonna do the final one, and then I've got a tiebreaker. Okay. Someone posted on Stuart Hogg's photo. I know Jesus turned water into wine, but what's he done? He, but he's done some job in your hairline. <laughs> did I say? Wait, did I say who wrote that? No, 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 no. no, 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 right. no, no. What uh, Irish rugby player wrote that on Stuart Hogg's Instagram? Was it A. Simon Zebo, B. Connor Murray, or C. Ian Henderson? Hanny. I think Ian Henderson's quite random there, so I'm going to go for Ian Henderson. Ian Henderson. I am going to go with Conor Murray because they roomed together on the Lions. That's why I put Conor Murray in there. Damn. It was Simon Zebo. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably Finn saying, go and pile in. Yeah, yeah. Pile, yeah. pile <laughs> into that. Uh, well, there you go. Hanny, 2-1. Two two one. One. Enjoyed that. Yeah, that's very You're good. You're backing yourself early doors as well. I was. I look at a lot of social media when I'm meant to be working. So That's fair. Don't we all? Yeah. Um, okay. So, quiz. Another one from Matt. Nothing new there. Um... Right, let's preview. How about Glasgow's trip to Munster, back to the grind of the Pro 14? What do you guys think of this one? Quite a tasty matchup. Um, Probably relative budget. Well, teams yeah, exactly. Yeah. Won't be the best teams because of the international call-ups. Uh, I feel like Munster's second string in that kind of match are quite effective, though, just because they will be like you know very route one, yeah. as Munster kind of are kind of grind out a result. Um, but I, I think increasingly, Toman Park, apart from maybe in the Champions Cup, like, isn't that intimidating a venue for Glasgow as it once was. Yeah. I think, so I think they right. should be, you know, they'll still put out a strong side and hope to come away with something. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what team um, Glasgow actually managed to string together. Um, Alan, any thoughts? I think Munster going to be less hit by internationals. And I think Munster will actually have a relatively easy win. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Ireland have named like a 45-man squad there. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe... Well, the Leinster team though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 30, 30 <laughs> Leinster lads. No one from Connacht. I just don't know where that d- who, who they're going to be playing. I guess at 10, is Pete Horn going to be released? I guess it's just, wh- it, when it becomes clearer who is going to be released for that game, it'll yeah, be a that's a bit more interesting. I mean, yeah, and then it could be Brandon Thompson. Yeah. And it it's like... Uh, right. Could be Brandon Thompson. Could be Nick Frisbee. We were set. We were told he can play a bit of ten. That is true. It's going to mm. be very interesting to see what that what that shape of that. I mean, I don't even know is. who they're going to play at second row. Like Greg Peterson, and Greg Peterson's away with um, oh, America. I think Swinson's back. Oh really? Whether they chuck him in or not. Are we Scott? And then Scott Andy Davis- Cummings. Uh, Cummings still injured. I think. Still injured. And Andrew Davidson's Davidson gone back to back Newcastle. To Newcastle. They got Kieran McDonald coming back. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's it's thin. Seriously, threadbare there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Marvel's gonna have to start. Well, he put Rob Harley, <laughs> put Rob Harley in the row, I suppose. Is Harley not the Scotland squad? Yeah, but presumably he'll be released, right? Well, this is the thing. Yeah, this, yeah. Who knows? I, I think depending on re- if the if they get a good amount of releases, then they'll have a chance. But yeah, my view is I think Munster will probably take it. Fair play, um, Edinburgh down in Zebra, down in pa- Parma. That's got to be Edinburgh roll on. I think both teams will be absolutely battered, battered with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Cockrell was talking this week about he's got three fit second rows, and he's going to have to he's going to have to start Callum Hunter Hill. Yeah. He's only had two starts before, and he's going to have to bring in Jamie Hodgson, Hodgson, who's been playing yeah, yeah, for Watsonians, yeah. and maybe Callum Atkinson, who's been playing for Barmuir. So it's like. Right. Okay. They're kind of in trouble. Might be. It, it depends who gets released. If you're saying if Jamie Ritchie gets released, which he might, yeah, he could play in second row. Yeah. At a push. So I don't think this is gonna be the best match. I don't think the next two rounds of matches are gonna be particularly good. Particularly next week's match, it's like Edinburgh versus the Scarlets on the Friday night before Scotland play yeah. Wales on the Saturday. Yeah. The stupidest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But Blade Thompson playing for Scarlets. Of course. Blade Thompson playing for Scarlets, yeah. He won't be and Hidalgo, well, Hidalgo Klein's not on the squad, is he? No, he's not. Not one of the four scrum halves. So, Edinburgh bonus point win, though. Yeah, I think. I hope. If you strip out all of the international. Italy internationals from Zebra and all of the Scotland internationals from Edinburgh. Uh, sorry, the other way. Yeah, around, yeah. Edinburgh's second team or third team is going to be better than Zebra's second or third team. I think. Matt, I don't know if Cocker was talking about Matta still playing. I don't know if it's are we Fiji's first game. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's in, so that's in a couple. That's in a couple weeks. Also, you know, like with Fiji, like they won't actually meet up till like the day before. Yeah, and it'll be like in Enverleith Park, but not on the rugby pitch. Yeah. It'll be like next to the pond on the slight on the slant. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's brutal. more likely that people youngsters in that. Edinburgh squad will go down there and put in a massive shift to impress Cockers and that culture and the thing that he's got going at Edinburgh than like the also rants from Glasgow. It just feels to me that there's more incentive at Edinburgh at the moment. Yeah, I, c- I could go with that. Yeah, you don't really care, do you? No, I do care. I do care. <laughs> it's just, you know, there's other things to get excited about. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to say, fuck it. We're positive now after that email. I'm being positive. Two bonus point wins. Here we go. Well, one bonus point win and uh, a bonus point loss. I'll go with that. That sounds good. Yeah. Should we wrap it up there then, lads? Yep. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Um, and we will see you next week. Cheers. 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 Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.